Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast, the show for short-term rental professionals, hosts, and owners worldwide. I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners, and we ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. Very warm welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I'm your host, Elaine Watt, and very warm welcome to 2022. And I am so excited for this year, and particularly for this series of podcasts that I'm releasing over the next few weeks. Now, back in 2020, when the hideosity that was lockdown first hit, we were all kind of shocked. So what happened was I decided that I was going to create the Short Stay Virtual Summit. And this episode is the first of the interviews that I did for the Short Stay Virtual Summit, the first one back in 2020. And the person that I'm speaking to is Shomik Panda. Now I will introduce him properly. You'll hear me introduce him as part of the the interview, which we'll hand you over to in any moment now. But The reason I did this conversation, I had all of these conversations with over 30 different experts in our area, was to try and help short-term rental hosts and providers get through those first lockdown months where things were bizarre, they were weird. But every single thing that you hear, despite us now being at the beginning of 2022, is relevant, important, and useful to you today and for your business. Most of it, a lot of what we talk about with these different 30 experts is to do with building stronger businesses, knowing where to focus our efforts, how we can become less reliant on the listing sites and so that we have the control over our businesses. And there is many people sharing support and advice. I also, I just interview a huge range of different people and you're gonna hear all these interviews over the next few weeks on the podcast because all of these different people show you an area of your business where you can improve, show an area of the industry that you might not have come across. I've found people who support businesses like yours, like mine in the short-term rental industry that you may not have known existed. And every single person gives some clear and incredible advice, which is relevant right now within your business. So I'm going to hand you over to this episode. Listen right to the end and I will let you know how you can get hold of for free the videos of over 30 different experts, me interviewing them, I was having a really good chat and the different ways that these people are going to help you within your business. Listen to the end and I'll make sure that the link is there so that you can get hold of all of those interviews for free today. Enjoy this episode. I'll catch you at the end. Hello and welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I'm Elaine Watts and today I have with me Shomik Panda. Shamik joins me from the Short-Term Accommodation Association or how you may have heard it, the STAA. Shamik, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm doing very well. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks for having me on today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to chat to me today. I'm really excited to explain to people that maybe haven't delved into what the STAA do or maybe even knew that it was here. 
So please, first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about you and, and your background and how you got started out in this industry? Sure. So my background's a little bit different because I'm not actually a, a holiday home provider. Um, but I got involved with the industry from uh, first from a sort of regulatory perspective back in 2015 when uh, some of the newer players in this market, Airbnb, uh, House Trip in those days, some of the platforms, Home Away, One Fine Stay, were uh, starting to get a lot of traction in the UK market and um, short stays were really starting to take off. And it became obvious at that point that there was no law in place in the UK that actually um, technically made it legal to short let. Um, uh, and at that point in London, for instance, you needed to get planning permission from day zero, technically, if you were to able to be uh, short letting. So a lot of people were potentially doing it illegally. Wow. So um, I got into this whole industry because I was asked, and my expertise is more in sort of regulatory developments. I was asked to see whether we could work with the government or these companies could work with the government um, to try and get a rule change to basically make it legal. And that work culminated with a new law in London in 2015, which was that you're allowed to short let your home for up to 90 days in a year um, without needing to get planning permission. Um, and that law still obviously holds to this day. Um, but it's a funny one because it only applies to Greater London and it doesn't apply to the rest of England, Wales and the rest of the UK. So, so Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely unusual. For anybody that's, that's listening and is thinking, oh, regulation, actually, the STA, and we'll get into this a little bit more, is really there helping and making sure that there's information to pass across so that when these regulations are being put in place, they're put in place with the right information behind them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's my involvement with the STAA when it, got st when it was started up in 2017. Uh, was purely from that side because they, the, the founding companies, of which there were eight, uh, wanted someone to help run it who knew about the regulatory environment because they could see that regulation was going to be a big topic for the industry going forward. Um, and that's basically how I got involved as the Director General. And as my, my role within the STAA is um, to really sort of to lead all the sort of lead the Secretariat's work, which is all the administrative work. Um, liaising with all the different board members. And so we have lots of different work streams, doing some work on the regulatory side, some work on the lobbying side, a lot of work on the information provision side where we communicate with our members what's going on in the short stay market, um, anything, any useful events that are happening that they can avail of, um, any discounted memberships, whatever it may be, uh, webinars, trainings. Um, and beyond that, you know, we've now started to, as we've started to grow as an organization, we're building a big ecosystem where basically um, our members can communicate with our affiliates, basically suppliers to the industry. And now we're also building a big host community as well. So essentially everybody can, uh, is aware of what each other's doing and hopefully can help each other grow their businesses. Amazing. So, so, so just to give that a, a complete sentence about why STAA was formed. What is its, I tell you what, what is its primary mission to just to encompass everything that you said today? Sure. Um, yeah, the primary mission of the association is, um, first of all, to be, I suppose, the representative body, so the voice of the industry in the UK. I think there was no real voice for the industry up to this point. Um, there's a voice for the hospitality industry, 
as a whole. Um, obviously, Airbnb was a big voice on its own. And I think up till when we arrived as an industry body, they were always being asked in the media for an opinion on, you know, for the whole industry, as it were. Um, but of course, you know, it was obviously it's unfair on them that they, they were constantly being the ones uh, being asked this. So the other representatives in the industry felt that it was time for a voice. So that's what we came together to do is to basically build together a position, come together as a community, try and grow this, the, the sector within the UK and represent it to, to policymakers so that they can see the impact that we're having on the UK, yeah. so that they can understand that we're a really valuable sector that's growing and we're, we're something that I think, you know, in the future, they should really look after because it's, it's, it's something that we do very well here in the UK that we're actually leading in. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, I think that's absolutely perfect to, to share that in that way is that for people that haven't come across the STAA, didn't know that anything like this is here, it's, it's absolutely huge, I think that somebody is there, someone's got our back, essentially. Someone's got the industry's back and they're there making sure that you're finding the opportunities, you're, you're vouching for, for what an incredible industry it actually is. And as you say, the impact that it is able to have on an area of a country and the country as a whole. So that it, it is really, really interesting to be able to share that. So thank you. Now, the STA has got plenty of support from some of the biggest companies in this industry and they're really quite proactive so tell us about some of the initiatives that have been created to help accommodation providers right now through throughout the the lockdown process sure um so i think i can probably separate this into three big things that we're doing um post covid sort of obviously changing the whole landscape i think Obviously, we were taken back as an industry, as the, uh, by, like everybody else, uh, to this sort of speed and the extent of this. So quickly, we sort of changed our initial, our primary purpose to try and, first of all, provide information quickly to our members uh, so they could understand what was happening, what was required of them. So obviously, with all the various restrictions that were coming in and the bans in terms of, you know, when they were allowed to open, are they allowed to open? Um, what sort of standards might be required in the future, etc. This has become quite a big portion of our activities, is communication, so that they're aware of what's what's going on. And then, secondly, also, um, and this is probably even more important, um, uh, telling them what the government is doing in terms of all of the various relief measures that they're putting in place. So all of the sort of furlough measures, the loan schemes, the rates relief, etc. Making sure that all members are aware of all of those, how they can avail of these things. Um, has been really quite important because obviously people really needed to uh, get as much help and support as quickly as possible. Yeah. A flip side of that though is also that we've been communicating a lot with our members to understand how those processes have gone and to understand whether those schemes are working well for them, whether they've been able to access those, um, those um, loans and those grants. Um, if not, what could be done better? And we're having a dialogue with the government all the time to try and feed back to them, look, this is what you've done, which you know we're grateful for. Um, this is what, what we think could be done quickly to improve it. And also, we've been really trying to, to push them to try and do a few more things to really help the industry at this moment, uh, just to ensure that you know, it doesn't, you know, it's as easy as possible when, when things get back to, for us to all get back to normal. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I should say one last thing, Elaine, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. 
we're also doing well two two major initiatives one was is the nhs home scheme which we quickly put into place led by um members of our secretariat and also um mary lee our chair from under the doormats plus a few other sta members like sykes cottages and uh, one fine state plus a whole host of non-sta members so have really come together in an amazing scheme to try and help out nhs and key workers um right across the country um so that you know during this period where we're not our operators are not allowed to advertise and offer their homes they can still remain open and do something really amazing to help the uh the, the local communities and to help the, the key workers and that's that's been a really massive success we've got a huge number of homes that have been listed um and it's you know been getting great feedback so we're really proud of that scheme because it shows that the industry even in such hard times can come together to actually help for the sort of greater good um, and it shows that we're not just an industry that I think in the past we've really struggled as an industry to show our, our value beyond economic value. Um, but it really shows that this is, there are many ways that we can help our local communities. And if we put our minds together, you know, we can do that at scale. And that's what we've done with the NHS Home Scheme. And I know there's lots of other companies and members who have got other schemes going on to do similar things. And that, that shows the best of the industry at the moment. Um, and finally, the last thing I should say is that we've got one eye to the future. And I think we know that um, in order to get things started up quickly, yeah. we're going to have to show that this industry has got good standards, high standards of cleanliness, high standards of, you know, uh, of safety so that people, travelers will have the confidence to move again quickly and to start, you know, so the industry will get back quickly on its feet. So we're working now with, through our uh, STA accreditation scheme providers, Quality and Tourism, to come up with a sort of, um, a sort of cleaning standards, protocols, etc., that we can now work with the government and others to come up with a set of standards to reassure, um, to, to reassure people on going forward that this industry is open and ready for business. And that's, you know, currently in, in motion at the moment. And hopefully Perfect. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the things that I think is going to become more and more prevalent, that, that guests and travellers, they're going to be a lot more aware of wanting assurances and things like that in place. So things like, um, as you mentioned, the cleaning protocols, that people are going to want to know in depth. Of course, always cleanliness has always been huge and like the number one important thing when people are coming to travel, but now even more so, they're going to want to know details. Um, there's going to be things like hands-off check-ins. Nobody wants to be um, checking in somewhere, but then that that adds another another layer in that people are going to want to know exactly who it is that they're dealing with. If they're coming to check into a property, they're never actually going to see the owner. They need to know that that owner exists. So it, it does. It opens up all these different levels, these different layers of thought, and it sounds like all of these different things you're actually already dealing with. So would you say that one of the STA's focus for moving through this crisis towards recovery is really on the future, what we can do as owners and, and providers to make sure that we are assuring guests that they can come and stay and we have got their backs. We are, we're a decent industry that is here to, to stay. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's critical. And um, 
I'd really encourage anyone listening here, any sort of property managers, owners, who um, hosts who who want to uh, who want that information and who want to get us sort of assured in terms of, well, first of all, what needs to be done, what instrument, you know, what, what the sort of what high standards look like and also if they want to partake in our accreditation scheme which will basically accredit them as well to 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 so that they will have a stamp effectively that says that they have met these standards um you know i really encourage them to go on our website the um which i'll give the details later the sta website um or onto quality and tourism's website because they are the third party provider of this accreditation and they'll be kept abreast of um these standards these protocols they'll get the information and then you know they can get accredited thereafter for a for a small fee every year which will hopefully transmit to travelers who are coming over and wanting to stay in those properties that you know these properties have got a mark of approval and all the right protocols are being followed most definitely i think that there's that huge education level there isn't there that you just mentioned that so that we know exactly what it is that we are supposed to be doing to make sure that we tick all the boxes we answer all the questions and people are safe and comfortable and on that note deborah heather from quality and tourism is going to be on later so if you're watching me and Shomik right now you'll be able to have a look at the schedule for the rest of the few days of the short stay virtual summit you see that Deborah is talking to me and you will be able to feel have a chat with her hear about the full in-depth of what it actually takes to become safe clean and legal regulated which is one of the regulations under STAA so yes at the end we will share how to get onto their website how to make sure that you can apply to do that and then of course come and listen in to, to Deborah's talk as well you'll be able to hear exactly what's involved and and how to get going and and that again it's it's there to support it's not there to scare or make you feel like you're doing something wrong long gone are the days of people coming around and with a tick box inspecting looking down their nose at you it's it's not that way at all it's very much a two-way street it's working together and making sure we're all working together moving forwards is that fair to say Shamik? Absolutely, it's a really good point. Um, so Deborah and their team, they work really collaboratively to try and make sure that everybody knows what needs to be done to help them to get to where, need, where they need to be. Um, yeah. and that's the approach. It's, it's certainly not a uh, something where they go and they try and... Yeah, of... you can't fail, essentially. They're not going to say, no, you've, you've done this all wrong. They're going to say, well, <laughs> this is the educational side of it. This is what needs to be done. And then they'll help you implement. So, yeah. But yes, more on that later in the Short Stay Virtual Summit. So thank you, Shomik, for, for bringing that up. Now, were there any other plans in place for further government regulations, sort of off the back of that first 90 days in London? Is there anything that was being talked about that was maybe in motion before this happened, which, based on what we've been chatting about today, it's kind of becoming more and more obvious that regulation of varying locations across the industry is going to be needed. What do you think there'll be any plans for that to be pulled forward and implemented sooner post lockdown? Because it's kind of almost the perfect opportunity as some businesses will go, some short stay businesses will go. So in a way that there's going to be less to implement it across, or do you think it'll be put off just to allow that recovery of the economy as a whole? So essentially they'll have, bigger fish to fry they'll sort of put it off till later and you know the 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 immediate concern is making sure that that economy as a whole gets going again yeah and that really good question and um 
So the first part was, you know, what was in motion before this all happened. And I think um, it's a slightly varied picture because, you know, Scotland was moving ahead and they were about to come and uh, come up, I think, well, around about this time, they would have already come up with some uh, new rules for, for north of the border, which would be looking at sort of giving local authorities a lot more power to be able to come up with local rules and also issuing licenses. Right. Um, in certain areas where um, uh, less licenses if you wanted to to, sh to short let your your properties and also you know they were looking at designated certain control zones where if you're they're in an area of real urban housing pressure for instance then then you'd have to apply and you might not be able to even you know be able to short let your home yeah. so they were moving to quite a restrictive sort of picture versus what they had currently potentially up there but that's been already put back because of covid so right. good example of you know yes you know at the moment they they don't have the bandwidth to be able to legislate in parliament um and to debate things properly and so things obviously get pushed out a little bit when something as as, ma as major as this happens um south of the border there was you know there, there were rumblings in particular around a registration scheme so that was basically a, a lot of work going on um, like the mayor of London's office, so um, they uh, and they were very keen to sort of push forward with some kind of registration scheme, but they didn't have the power to do that in London. They'd have to get the national government to give them the powers to do that. But the a lot of national MPs were also working um, towards uh, trying to put a registration scheme together, I, mainly to try and get some more oversight of the size of the industry, mm. to understand who's doing it, to see whether there is um, potential problems. I, I assume that that work also is now going to be slowed down. It has to be, but I wouldn't, none of this stuff is going to ultimately go away. I assume that it's going to come back when things come back to normal, but um, perhaps I'll look at things slightly differently because they know that the hospitality industry provides a lot to communities, a lot yeah. to the economy. And if they are to come down with quite restrictive regulation on top of that at this moment, it could really be, um, you know, it could knock the sector even more at a time it really need, it needs to get on its feet. So I'd expect them to hopefully, and we'll be making the representations to them to say, look, you know, let's first try and get the sector back on its feet, use the time well to sort of see how the sector develops mm -hmm. and get more information, more data. And then, then at a later point, once you've assessed that, then we can get back to discussing what the right regulatory framework is. Um, Perfect. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense, doesn't it, that it should be put off. But on the other hand, you sort of see that there's that other potential side that do they take the opportunity? But yes, I'm, I'm glad to see that it, it has sort of been put off for now because it's like an extra layer for people to, to worry about right now. However, I, I do think it's, it's obviously a good thing that regulation comes in. So moving forwards, people that want to keep an eye on that, are they best coming and having a look at the STA website? You know, future, is that the way to keep up to date with things like this? Is that the best place to come and have a look, see what's happening? Definitely. So all STA members get regular information from us in the form of weekly newsletters, which talk about all sort of regulatory developments. We also have on our website for this sort of, I think this is open to everybody as well as the members portal, which has a bit more. There's, there, there's all the information around what the sort of regulations and the laws are that everybody should be, should be currently subject to. So that's a really good resource um, for people if they just want to, to check and, you know, 
often we've sort of condensed it to make it easy to understand for people, but we've provided all the links for then people to go into much more detail if they need to understand what the fire safety guidance might be in a certain area or, um, you know, or what sort of the processes if you want to apply to go over 90 days in London, that kind of thing. So it's a really good resource and I, I definitely recommend people to go on the website, but also you can now join also as a host member, which is, um, you know, for a small amount per month, you will be able to get regular information coming in so that you can really stay in touch with uh, what's happening on the regulatory front, but you'll also be aware of all of the other sort of um, corporations and platforms and property providers, suppliers to the industry, and they'll be able to also provide offers to you so that you'll be able to hopefully manage your homes better. Um, and that's that's a really good resource, I think. For perfect, that that was my next question. Um, was can you just join? Who can join? Because you some some providers who maybe you're quite new, they might be thinking, oh, STAA, maybe you've got to be huge to be a member there. But anybody can join. Yeah, so we, we've started just recently. We, we were originally just a business organisation. So it started as a few property managers plus the, uh, a couple of the, the bigger platforms. Um, but of course, this has grown quite significantly as the short let ecosystem has changed in the last few years. And one of the biggest developments was first opening it up to affiliates who are suppliers to the industry. So we have people like insurers who are insurers to the sharing economy, which could, you know, who are people who are offering insurance for people who are letting, short letting their homes. We have um, people who give information on how where to buy the best short-let properties because, uh, depending on location and yields and that kind of thing. We have um, you know, lawyers, accountants to the, to, to the short-let industry, people who are experts in their, all, in their own field who've got an interest in the sector who are all affiliates, which are, you know, can be a really useful resource for, um, for, for any property uh, owner. Um, but most importantly, we opened it up to hosts as well recently. So now... Um, any anyone who has a property and who short lets a room or their home um, can join up as a member, as a host member, and via the accreditation scheme through Deborah Heather's Quality Insurance Tourism uh, Accredited Scheme, or uh, just via as a normal STA member. Perfect. That's absolutely great. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time to come and talk to us today and just explain a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes, the the incredible things that the industry is doing to support through COVID-19 and with the the NHS as well. And of course, a, a guide to what we might come to expect moving forwards. And just to, to round off, what can accommodation providers do to, to prepare for that regulation? We've got more time on our hands at the moment. There's time to plan ahead. How would you say they get going with that preparation? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, I, I think at the moment, the key thing I think is standards, really. So I think they should really be looking out for information just to try and make sure it will really help drive traffic to their own properties, number one, just to make sure that they have thought about all of the you know what travelers will want in the future and that might come in the form of regulation or it might come through sort of guidelines and, and accreditation standards but to be honest i think if all um if all hosts are thinking about you know ahead of all of that instead of being told because of course that guidance will come and it might change over time but if they can get ahead of it and really think okay you know if i was a in their shoes what would i want in my home how could I change um, everything to make it safe, secure, clean? 
um, and you know really reassure anyone coming that they're they're going to have a great experience and they don't have to worry about um, coronavirus particularly um, that's, yes. that's that's what they've got to do and I mean it's easier said than done and we'll play our part to try and provide that give you that information um, and Deborah will come on and talk to you more about that but please come to our, our website um, for that kind of info if you're stuck you can always email us as well our email addresses are all on there and if you have okay. specific queries we'll, we'll help out perfect and can you just remind us what the website address is please Yes, I can. It's um, www.ukstaa.org. Perfect. That is amazing. Thank you, Shomik. I know you're very busy this time. It's just unprecedented, as we know. So thank you very, very much for opening up this section in your calendar for us today. It's been hugely valuable. And I will look forward to hopefully post lockdown, maybe meeting you at one of the events, which I know are are all going to come back in uh, 2021. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to to be on and thank you for inviting me and I look forward to that drink whenever it happens. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Have a great day and bye for now. See you soon. Bye. How great was Shomik? I loved chatting to him and what I loved the most was that he decided to come and kick off the event for us back in May of 2020 but everything that he said is still very relevant today even though we're right here now releasing this at the beginning of 2022 and as I said at the beginning of the episode I would give you the link so that you can go ahead and register and listen to all of the 30 different experts that joined me for the first summit you can access that at hlspodcast.com forward slash summit one that's hlspodcast.com forward slash summit one we have already been through the second summit and i will soon be planning summit number three so look out for that but for now thank you very much for listening look out for more episodes from me and i will see you inside the summit bye for now Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Holiday Let Success podcast. But remember, it doesn't need to end here. Come and find us on Facebook at hlspodcast.com forward slash FB, where you can join our free community of like-minded, proactive holiday home owners. Get your questions answered, get access to our free resources and trainings that are going to help you towards your Holiday Let Success. See you there.